ESPN Head in the Game. Yes, hello, welcome. This is Head in the Game, your ultimate take on the week's major sporting event. Now, I'm Jamie Lang, and this week the spotlight is on the oldest football competition in the world. Of course, I speak of the FA Cup. Now, the current holders are the Mighty Blues, Chelsea. Yes, my blood runs blue. But this year's final is between Manchester City and Watford. Alongside me to kick around a few footy facts and stories, the nippy dribbling wizard who can whip in a teasing cross for me to finish with a bicycle kick, my trusty number two, Rachel Stringer. Let's get better and better these intros to me, don't they? Look, if, if you were going to pick me in your team and you saw me, you would straight away go, that guy can kick a mean bicycle kick. I'm probably one of those people that, you know, when you have the lineup and you're like, OK, the last person might be you and that's because everyone else is injured. Sorry, Jamie. But... Rach, listen, uh, we've got to stop this banter, OK, because voice is ready. I see. Here we go. Ready? Voice the FA Cup final in 60 seconds. The first FA Cup final was held in 1872 at the Kennington Oval. That's right, the cricket ground, when Wanderers defeated Royal Engineers 1-0. The original trophy was stolen in 1895 from a shop window in Birmingham and has never been found. Wembley Stadium first hosted the final in 1923, with an official attendance of 126,000, although estimates put the number as high as 300,000. A total of 43 clubs have won the FA Cup, with Arsenal lifting the famous trophy a record 13 times. All league and non-league clubs can enter the Cup. This season, a total of 736 clubs competed. In the 70s and 80s, the whole day's television was dedicated to the big match and featured a host of special shows. And it was always sunny. Watch an old clip if you don't believe me. It took over 113 years for the first player to be sent off in a cup final. Kevin Moran of Manchester United in 1985. Spare a thought for Leicester City. They've reached the final four times but never won. The fastest ever goal was scored by Louis Sahar after 25 seconds for Everton, although he ended up on losing side against Chelsea in 2009. Chelsea are the current holders after defeating Manchester United 1-0 in 2018. Voice is getting better and better that each week. Right, time to introduce our first guests. It's ESPN's Dale Johnson and Alex Shaw. Gentlemen, how are you? Very well, thank you very much. Yep, all all fine over here. Before we kick off things, have we got either of your teams in the FA Cup final this year? No, not quite. Uh, I'm a United fan, as you can tell by my very sad tone of voice. So, uh, no, not quite. Do you know what, Alex? When I walked in here, I I said, that's a sad guy. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to meet you too. But you were in the final last year. Anyway, moving on, Dale. Yeah, Sheffield Wednesday fan here. So we've been uh, nowhere near an FA Cup final for many a year since 93. I feel your pain over here, Forest fan. Oh, hold on, don't know. Rachel asked you who you supported. Who do you support? Is this some type of banter for Chelsea beating Wednesday <laughs> earlier in the competition? Oh, <laughs> savage. Oh, it begins, gentlemen, it begins. Uh, right, people of a certain age will remember the cup final as one of the highlights of the calendar. Now, it wasn't just a sports event, it was more of a national obsession. Everything stopped for it. Why has it lost that impact over the last few years, do you think? Alex, what do you think? There's so many reasons for it, Jamie. I'd say right at the top of the tree, the Premier League has become this monster with all this money. There's so much at stake these days. The Champions League has come so important for the big clubs. They rotate their teams far too much. The fans, they're paying 40-odd quid a ticket and they're seeing their B team play. It just doesn't have the same sort of magic as it did back in the day. But don't you think it's growing a little bit more? It has done in recent years. There have been some magic moments. I don't think it's ever going to be possible to recreate the FA Cup like it was. I mean, 
I'm a lot older than anybody else in this room, but I, when I was uh, first watching football, that was the only football game you got to watch. So it was in the, the mid-80s. It was only just in the mid-80s where you started to get the odd league game on TV. So the vast majority of people, if they wanted to see a big match, it was going to be the FA Cup final, which is why it became such an event until really the Premier League came along and the TV coverage became so saturated. So that's why it was such an all-day event. Now, when you've got so much football to watch, how are you ever going to get back to that time? I know that in recent years, some of the TV broadcasters, the digital broadcasters, have tried to go back to making it an all-day event where they start at 9 o'clock and they bring in all different people in uh, through to after the game. But it's never going to have that same special status anymore. You have all these articles. How do you save the FA Cup and, and whatnot? But, like, I think it's gone past saving because of how big the Premier League and the Champions League have got. What was it about the Cup final that was so great? Was it the TV coverage? Was it the songs? Was it the history? It was like the pride of Britain, almost. Do you know what I mean? I was really blessed for my the first FA Cup finals that I can remember watching on TV. You've got Coventry beating Spurs 3-2, and then you've got Wimbledon beating Liverpool 1-0. You've got the Merseyside Derby final, which Liverpool won 3-2. Then you've got Man United Crystal Palace, which was three all, went through extra time. Um, so I was very blessed for the first FA Cup finals I remember watching, sitting down. So when your first one is Coventry three, Spurs two, with an absolutely um, unbelievable game, then you sort of got, well, I want to watch it next year, I want to watch it next year. You would sit down, it'd be on BBC One, it'd be starting early days, you'd be watching the parade, follow the, uh, the team bus, go from the hotel all the way through the streets, and you'd get a real sense of occasion. Now, that's come back again, like I say, but it was lost for a long period. And when you lose that, then there's that disconnect that people go out and do other things, and that it's no longer such an event. But they tried, I guess, to make it more of an event by having the semi-finals as well at Wembley. Oh, don't Good get me started on that. Good or a bad thing. Do not get me started on that. <laughs> Alex's opinion first. It's a disgrace. What is the point in making Wembley this massive showpiece final when you're already there in the first place? You went to the semis, it's like, well, yeah, I've done it now. I've played at Wembley, brilliant. I agree with you, Alex. I, it's I think nonsense, Jamie. Yeah, look, nonsense. hey, look, we're, we're now making a friendship, so I, I agree with After you. After you called me sad, <laughs> you had a lot to win back here. But listen, but we're, I'm we're agreeing with you. Now. But yeah, why I do you like think it. they did that in the first place? Well, uh, I can tell you I can tell you where it started, because in the 1993 semi-finals, Arsenal paid Spurs, so they played the semi-final at Wembley, and the other semi-final was Sheffield Wednesday against Sheffield United fans of the two Sheffield clubs are like well if Arsenal and Spurs are playing their semi-final at Wembley why can't we play our semi-final at Wembley Would you play the semis at Wembley yes or no Dale? No I wouldn't I would take them back around the grounds and obviously yeah. when Wembley first opened one of the reasons it was done was to pay back Wembley yeah. but I think we've got past that threshold now where I don't think it's necessary um, I'm sure that some of these smaller teams that have got to the semi-finals have loved their days out at Wembley I'm yeah. sure Wolves did who haven't been there barely in 30 years until this year I just think if you moved the semi-finals to a neutral venue, it would make it, it a far, improve it, far more it, special yeah. occasion. Surely for the Watford kind of fans and some of the Watford players that have never been anywhere near a final, surely it's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for them, right? Yeah, this is the biggest game in some of these players' lives. This will be what they'll define their career by. You've worked all your career for this sort of moment. It's magical for them and the fans. Certain players have been there, seen it, done it. You know, Cleverly's won the league at United forever. And also the fans, it's a great day out. When I say day out, I always find that phrase a bit awkward with the FA Cup, going for a day out. It's, no, it's a really important football match. You really want to win. OK, you have a beer and all that. It's a day out and that. But Wait, hey, what's a day out for you? A picnic on the hill? What, what is a day out? <laughs> a couple of beers, you know. You got- is that, is that your version of a day out? No, no, I don't really see football as a day out, but no, that's just me just being silly with Were the you there last year? Were you at a day out at, at Wembley last year? No, I was working for it. Oh, I was in the office. Oh, would you have been at a so day I'm out? So I'm bitter Wembley. about that. Because yeah, no, you, you're thinking that, you know, you're, you're going, football's not a day out because you're part of the United firm. That's <laughs> why. Have you seen the size of me? I'm certainly not. <laughs> when you go to Wembley, you don't get there 
half an hour before kickoff, go to the match and go home. You get there hours before. You yeah, take in yeah. the atmosphere. You meet point. friends. You go for a beer. You walk down Wembley Way with all the fans. To you get you... to the ground. You get. You walk in. You see the size of Wembley. You see all the fans of your own club waving flags and singing with the beach balls and all that. It's a massive occasion. It's a massive day out. To give you a sense of how big this is, Elson John is an honorary president at, at the club, and bet he's got a concert that day, and he might even cancel his concert for the FA Cup. What do you think the FA could do to make the whole thing more prestigious? I've got so many ways you can save yes. the FA Cup. First one, seeding. So the top clubs don't play each other in the early rounds. Does anyone really want to see United v Chelsea in the third round of the FA Cup? You'd much rather see Accrington playing United on their on their own terms. OK, agreeing you on that one. What's the second one? Well, this is a contentious one. Placing the Champions League for the winners. OK. Dale, I'm going to ask you, not what should we change, what's good about the FA Cup? Two things. The whole legend of the upset. People talk about these upsets for years and years to come. People will watch that Ronnie Radford goal for Hereford against Newcastle yeah. year after year after year. And while we decry that the FA Cup is dead, as we said before, these goals will keep on happening and the fans of these smaller clubs will continue to remember these events and these matches. The Sutton United fans and players who had the who had Arsenal come to play at their ground. Can you imagine if you're a Sutton United fan? You spend most of your lifetime in the National League or the National League South or whatever league it is and then you suddenly managed to get a couple of good draws and you get through these FA Cup rounds and you get to the fifth round and you get Arsenal playing at your ground on your semi-plastic pitch and you've got these players coming into this little small dressing room who are used to all the delights of the Premier League and, and everything that's put on the plate for them and they've got to come to your little tiny ground and you've got that little small chance that you could beat them and you could get to the next round and that's what the FA Cup will always have. Yeah. I love how passionate you are about that. I can really feel it there. I was, he was feeling really the going energy. To... I was Dale Johnson, it. I just wiped away a tear. <laughs> <laughs> from that speech. <laughs> uh, listen, guys, uh, you've got to stay with us because we are going to announce the result of this week's ESPN Head in the Game vote for the best FA Cup final ever. ESPN Head in the Game FA Cup final top five. Number five. It's 1979 and Arsenal lead Manchester United 2-0 with just five minutes to go. United equalised, scoring twice in quick succession. With all but the final whistle gone, Arsenal's Alan Sunderland produces an injury time winner to give the Gunners the cup. Number four. Spurs 3-2 win against Manchester City in 1981 with Ricky Villa's wonder goal, one of the greatest ever seen at Wembley. Number three. In one of the most amazing football fairy tales, Wimbledon's 1-0 win over Liverpool in 1988. The so-called Crazy Gang had been a non-league team just nine years earlier. Number two. Underdogs Coventry City's 3-2 win over Glen Huddle's Tottenham in 1987. The unfashionable Sky Blues' first and only cup win. And number one. Liverpool's dramatic win over West Ham in 2006. The game that had everything. Losing 3-2 with seconds to go, Steven Gerrard's 30-yard screamer forced the match into extra time, with the Merseysiders eventually defeating the heartbroken Hammers on penalties. And that is your FA Cup Final Top 5. Right, the 2006 FA Cup Final between Liverpool and West Ham has been voted the greatest cup final ever, and deservedly so, without a doubt. Now, it was an amazing match. We are very excited to say because we get to speak to someone who was a major part of that incredible match. It's former West Ham goalkeeper Shaka Hislop. Shaka, how are you, my friend? 
I'm doing very well. How are you all doing? Oh, dude, we are fantastic. Thank you for joining us today. Um, nice to have you on. There's a lot of us in this room here. Um, so we've got Alex and Dale as well from ESPN. So we're going to ask you a couple of questions about that final. When I mentioned 2006 FA Cup final, Liverpool, West Ham, what instinctively comes to mind, the feelings that you get? Well, a bit of a mixed bag, actually, because as it turned out, that 2006 FA Cup final was my last game in English football. To go out on that kind of a note, on the one hand, it's a bit sour tasting, but on the other, you know, given that it, it bookended what was a, a 14-year professional career for me, I look back on it with fond memories as well. And from a personal note, after that game, I went to the World Cup of Toronto Tobago. So it kind of sits in an odd place for me. Um, great place in terms of the game, but the result making it feel a little bit odd. Shaka, what I want to ask you was, obviously West Ham were doing so well, so close to, you know, absolute glory. What did you feel when Gerrard was on the edge of the box, winding up for that shot? Right at the end of the game, I remember hearing the, the announcement on the channel, he come over and say there'd be four minutes of injury time played, and Gerrard actually went down. See, Gerrard went down, you know, just about, 15 or 20 yards outside of our box in the middle of the pitch. Lionel Scaloni had the ball in his possession and, and he just tapped it out for a throw in 10 or 15 yards from our corner flag. And as much as Liverpool gave us back the throw, they then you know kind of closed us down and, and made it hard for us to clear the ball. Uh, and the clearance, as it happened, fell straight to Steven Gerrard. I, like I say, moments earlier, was down on the floor. I believe it was a calf cramp. So nobody had, had picked him up. And all of a sudden, he pops off the floor, free as a bird, even through a long way out. And, I mean, he hit that ball as well as, as anybody has, has hit one at me. And um, there I see, even as a goalkeeper on the wrong end of it, it was pretty much in from the time it left his boat. Expecting somebody to pick themselves up off the floor and score that. You know you know he's capable of it. You still don't, don't, don't think it's going to happen. Until it does, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, it was an absolute kick in the teeth in a game that I thought we had done enough to win, capping a fantastic season for West Ham, their first back in the Premier League. For me, going into that game, I knew it was going to be my last in English football. I thought, what a great way to go out. And then all of a sudden, with just injury time left, that dream was dashed. Shaka, I'm not going to rub it in, but I've just watched that goal again. And... uh... It really went like a bullet. You had no chance whatsoever. When you saw it go past you, did you think, oh no? <laughs> what, what emotions went through you? Yeah, you, you see it. And the strange thing is, I saw it all the way. You know, I saw him coming onto it and I saw him hit it and you just tried to react to it. But even so, as a goalkeeper, you're conditioned to react and, and have a goal through yourself with it regardless. But from the time he hit it, I, I figured out he was nowhere close. And at that point, you're just hoping that you, you hear it hit the inside of the post and, and, and stay out or it just goes narrowly wide. But of course, it, it ends up in the back of the net and you know, the, crowd kind of, the crowd goes wild as a result. And when you're that close to the end and, and to, to have it snatched away in, in that way, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. And, and it, it does take the wind out of your sails and momentum was all with Liverpool going into, going into uh, extra time. Just how much does it affect the team? You know, how do you motivate yourself again for extra time and then penalties? Well, you, you speak amongst each other and you, and you say, listen, that, 
It's not what our football deserved. It really was just a ball from the blue from one of the greatest players of a, of a generation. You believe that it's not going to happen again? Well, certainly not, not an extra time, not twice in the same game. We certainly felt we, we played the better football uh, up to that point. And you hope to take it into extra time. And, and I thought we, we did well in extra time. We suffered in that um, Marlon Haywood went down with an injury. We'd already made all our substitutions, so he just had to stay on. We, we ended up playing a considerable part of, of the second half of, of, of extra time with effectively 10 men. And as it happens, we did have one good chance for fall our way. And lo and behold, it fell to Marlon Harewood, who couldn't do a whole lot with it from six yards out. He was hurting, he, he could barely move. And that's just when uh, the gods were against you at that point. Is that a match that you kind of sit down and, and relive? You condition yourself as a professional as well to take... You know, you take things with an even keel. You take wins and losses. You take good performances and bad. That's how you keep your sanity. That's how you keep going. As much as I look back on it with mixed feelings, I don't harp on it. At the time, I certainly didn't have time to harp on it because, as I mentioned, you know, trying to be going to play in their first ever World Cup just a few weeks after that. But, Jagger, also, I think we've got to mention that people may forget that you actually saved Sammy Hippier's spot kick, but unfortunately, apart from Teddy Sheringham, all of your teammates missed their penalties too. So you did your bit, you played your heart out, you know, if it wasn't for you, you know, your team would have had no chance. Well, yeah, listen, in, the, in these finals, of course, you, you somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. And as you look back on that season, I think West Ham as a team could be very proud of, of our accomplishments. Looking back on it in hindsight, Maybe our own lack of experience and, and maybe not enough um, players like Teddy Sheringham to kind of lead by experience. I'm going to ask a question which might bring back some even worse emotions, Shaka. Like, you've just lost the FA Cup final. You're in the dressing room. What does a losing dressing room look like, sound like, feel like? It was a tough place to be for a number of reasons. And as much as you've got players like Teddy Sheringham who wanted to all during the course of, of, of his career, putting a brave face on it, I certainly had my, my ups and my downs during, during the course of, 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 of a 14-year career in, in, in English football. A lot of this team were young, were, were inexperienced. They'd, they'd not been that close to major silverware. Um, and and to, to have that game go as it did, I think was um, heartbreaking for them, but then maybe forced them to grow up and, and recognise some of the realities of football. And, and I hope serve them all, all the better during the course of their own careers. Got one question on the penalty shootout, um, Shaka. You see these days, you see, we've seen Ben Foster with an iPad, with uh, going, showing him exactly where everyone that's going to take a penalty might dive. You see other players with bits of paper down socks and they've got notes about everything. How did you prepare for the penalty shootout? Did you have anything like that or was it just a case of walking up and making a guess on every penalty kick? Yeah, we, we certainly didn't have access to, to that kind of technology back in those days. Um, and, and there's a number of different thoughts or, or techniques people use in, in going into penalty shootouts. Maybe, you know, of the five kickers, maybe two are, are regular penalty takers. The other three aren't. So as a result, you just wait to see what, what they're doing and, and hope that the pressure of, of, of the situation kind of gets to them. Uh, and the other is, you know, you, you take some hints from, from their run-up and see the they have a look at, at one side or another. Um, I also found that, listen, you just kind of take each, each situation uh, as it is. Try to figure out, you know, is this a centre forward? Is this a, is this a centre half? Are they generally the, the easy out is to go across the body so a right footer would go to, to, to his left and the goalkeeper's right. And, you know, if you stay up long enough, you kind of force them to, to do that. So there's, there's any number of ways to approach it. I just kind of, I, as I say, because... Uh, at least three, if not four, those kickers you have, you know nothing about. 
you just try to take cues from from their own body language. Shaka, obviously you've uh, you've played in two FA Cup finals. We we can't forget the uh, the Arsenal game in 1998. Can you just give us a uh, an insight into what? an FA Cup final day looks like just before the game, the excitement, the anticipation, looking back on uh, Newcastle versus Arsenal? It's a long day, but an exciting day. You know, you, you kind of spend the whole week building up to it. There's no other football to, to talk about. And then, you know, you're dealing with, with personal situations and tickets and everybody's calling and, and, and whatnot. And then on, on the day itself, um, it seems invariably FA Cup finals, the, the weather's always nice. Uh, you, you have your, your suits all prepared in, in, in the build-up and you're all dressed and, and, and looking forward to it. Which is why I say, you know, so I, I think the experience of, of that situation lends itself to whoever does come out on top. Because otherwise, it can be really an overwhelming day. And, and it was no different for us, especially well, for West Ham in 2006, especially playing down in the Millennium Stadium. And, you know, everybody having to travel that far and you get down. And it's an exciting day, but it can really be overwhelming. Jack, I've got a question as well. Um, FA Cup games as a whole, we're kind of saying some people may love them, some hate them. What was your kind of ranking of an FA Cup match compared to other matches that you played in? I, I love the FA Cup because of, of how much it meant um, to me growing up as, 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 a, as a football fan, growing up in Trinidad and Tobago. And um, I always remember there, there was a show on, on television back back in the day called Road to Wembley, which is all about the FA Cup. So I grew up knowing of the FA Cup, believing that the FA Cup was not just the oldest, but the most prestigious cup competition in, in, in club football. To be a part of it meant an, an incredible lot to me, just, just as a football fan. I never thought I'd play professional, let alone play an FA Cup final. And then to be there and, and enjoy the day on, on, on a couple of occasions meant an incredible amount. And, and I, I could never downplay those experiences or what the FA Cup meant to me then or continues to mean to me now. I understand with the growth of football and Champions League being what it is and the Premier League what it is to, to a global audience, but the, the child in me will always remember the FA Cup for what it was then, and, and that's still how I feel about it now. And what effect did that have on Trinidad and Tobago? I can picture you watching it as a youngster, and you know when they knew you were in a final, you know what were your friends and family thinking of that? Everyone trying to be glued to their televisions, and you know we don't have that many success stories to boast about. Certainly not at that level, and not a professional football. A couple of years earlier, back 1999 season, of course we had Dwight York with Manchester United. I remember exactly how the country was gripped during Manchester United's own, own Champions League run and, and that treble winning season. Listen, not the same level, but from a country as small as Trinidad and Tobago, with us not having as much to boast about, the country again glued to the FA Cup final to see one of their own competed football's highest. Shaka, were you involved in an FA Cup final song? I don't think we did one in 2006, and I don't think we did one in, in 98 either. I, I don't remember. Oh, that's, that's a before. shame. I can, you I missed can out, Shaka. No, yeah, you missed out. Record. No, yeah, let me tell you. If, if I was, I'd be trying to buy the rights to every single copy so nobody could ever hear me speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you get to keep the suits as well? Uh, yeah, we did. I have no idea where they are now, but, uh, <laughs> but we did. Uh, Shaka, thank you so much for joining us in the studio. That is so kind of you, a real legend uh, and amazing insight into what the FA Cup actually generally feels like. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. I really enjoy it. It's always good fun reliving these memories. Thank you very much. It was so lovely to hear them. Thank you. Thanks, Shaka. Goodbye. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. ESPN, head in the game. Shaka, what a lovely, lovely man and a legend in the sport. Yeah, so nice to hear his stories. Love them. Uh, so we've got to reflect on the top five. Do we think it's a deserved number one? What do you think, Alex? 
I mean, I wasn't a lifer, obviously, but you read about it and you've seen the pictures. Uh, the Matthews final, 1953. So Stanley Matthews, the only player to be knighted while playing the game, finally won the FA Cup at the third time of asking. Blackpool 4, Bolton 3. It's called the Matthews final. So I wonder how Stan Mortison feels, because he scored a hat-trick, but it's called the Matthews final. But that would be my one, because of what it meant to Matthews and, and how topsy-turvy it was. You, you could have just said, no, it's not deserved. That, that's what you... <laughs> You could have said. I wanted to give a bit of insight. I love that. That's what yeah. I'm here for, hopefully. Dale, what, what do you think? Do you think it's a deserved number one spot? I think, yeah, I mean, it is, it is a classic, an absolute classic. It's, it's, it's got to be up the top of the list for, for anybody. I mean, for me personally, because it was the first FA Cup final I ever saw, it's got to be the Coventry 3 uh, Spurs 2 game because no one expected it. Keith Houching scored one of the best goals you will see, an absolute majestic diving header. And then, of course, the horrific own goal by Gary Mabbott that gave the victory to Coventry in extra time. But one game that isn't on there, which I, I'm really sorry to bring this one up, Sheffield Wednesday were 2-0 up in the 1966 FA Cup final and then lost 3-2 and to this day they're the only team to be two goals up and lose an FA Cup final in normal time with 11 men on the pitch. There are many Cup finals that were missed and probably should have been on the list. Rach, do you have any other favourites? Well, it's not going to say a favourite but I said the 91 game, Spurs versus Forest. I mean, Forest should definitely have won that game. Just saying, boys, if anyone watched that, obviously I was very, very young. I was one years old. Gaza should have been sent off, not stretched off. What about Wigan beating Manchester City in 2013? That was huge. The story of that, obviously, was that was the year they got relegated. So they won the FA Cup. And then was it the next week they went down? Yeah. You know, that's kind yeah, of yeah. one of those uh, most ridiculous stories ever. Alex, you're a City fan, so what did no, you feel about no, that? Not, not quite, not quite. Uh, no, it was absolutely fantastic for Wigan. And uh, I'm sure there's some sort of gag about Watson, elementary, some sort of defending. That's elementary Watson, is anyone getting that? What a moment for him and, and for Wigan. I'm sure lots of Wigan fans would take the relegation for that FA Cup final victory. You've always got the chance to get back to the Premier League at some point. Yeah. How many times again are Wigan Athletic ever going to get to FA Cup final and have the chance? of winning it and beating a team like Manchester City in those circumstances. What about the 2014 arsenal Hull match? What do you think about that one? Uh, yeah, I was at that game actually, funnily enough, and it was 2-0 to Hull after 8 minutes. They had a chance to make Should've it 3-0. Three, they had yeah, a chance to make yeah. it 3-0 and no one could believe what they were seeing. Like, I was in the press box and everyone was just looking around as just aghast that is really Wenger going to mess this final up? And of course you've got to remember that it's been so long since uh, Arsenal won a trophy. The, this was, this was drought, supposedly yeah. the end of the drought. This was the nailed-on win. Uh, and then... Arsenal got a goal back right just before half-time, and as soon as that goal went in, you know there's only one thing happening in here. That was Cazola's free kick, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, ended up 3-2 to Arsenal in the end, but it was a, a brilliant FA Cup final. If we go back a few years, 1973, Rach, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, remind me. I was around then, I'm sure. You were alive then, weren't you? Sunderland defeating Leeds 1-0. That's a big one. The Bob Sturko final. That's Dancing the on the pitch. Sturko. That's the well, yeah. We That's missed, another, yeah. another iconic FA Cup moment. Plenty of them, yeah. Moving on, I'm going to talk about the Crazy Gang. And I guess the reason they're in our top five is because they became such a story. They've been relived and chatted about so much. There's been documentaries on them. The larger-than-life characters that came out of that. You know, that game against Liverpool. Is that still one that would be maybe a little bit higher up, in your opinion? I mean, one thing about this game is it didn't have loads of goals, which is why it doesn't really get mentioned so much. But it's not as simple as the two nibs on a bit of paper you've got to remember that Liverpool were this all-conquering force of English football and had been for 10-20 years and that they just won everything that, that came before them most of the time and then they get the final against Wimbledon this small team that had come through the divisions against all the odds and then they were playing the mighty Liverpool in the FA Cup final there was only one team that could possibly win this game and of course 
a penalty to Liverpool. John Aldridge is going to have to score it. And it was saved. The first ever penalty save in the FA Cup final as well by Dave Besson and Laurie Sanchez getting the winner is incredible. Wimbledon were a non-league team nine years before that, which adds to the whole legend of the Cup. And I'll always remember, was it Motson's commentary, the crazy gang of beating the culture club? That's right. It's just a fantastic line to sum up the day. And I think that's a worthy number three. I really do. That is why we love the FA Cup. In my opinion, it's stories like that. We've got to talk about Saturday's game, OK? Now, honestly, do Watford have any chance at all? They're playing one of the best teams that have ever played the domestic game. It's Manchester City. What do you think, Alex? Absolutely. Well, we've just been speaking about City being expected to beat Wigan and they completely messed it up. And Watford are having a fantastic season. They're packed full of good players. Delefeu is in exceptional form. There's no point thinking, oh, yeah, City are going to steamroll them because it's been a long, hard season for them. And you do get these unexpected results sometimes. And, OK, it would be slightly unexpected, but it wouldn't be a massive shock. Well, Watford have had a fine season, haven't they? You can't say that Watford have got no chance, and a lot of people will feel that. But, I mean, Manchester City fans are going into this game. Despite all the success they've had in the last like decade, they're going to most games fearing the worst. They were looking at this game and thinking, oh, I bet we're going to lose at Watford. So it's almost a home game for Watford at Wembley. Absolutely. Now, City have still got, I mean, they've had all this riches and success in the last couple of years, but they've still got this thing called typical City. So, wherever something bad could happen, it will happen to City. And uh, I think a few will be feeling that towards the start of the game. Uh, boys, I've got to stop you there for a second because we have our super fans who are going to come in the studio. Now, uh, will you come back later for the quiz? Bring it on. Wild horses wouldn't keep me away. Oh, I love it. Uh, right, time for our super fan feature. Now, in a moment, we'll speak to Manchester City superfan TV and radio presenter Natalie Pike. But first in the studio, it's welcome to Watford superfan Michael Yutt. How are you, my friend? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, so, yeah, uh, so you're a Watford fan? Yes. Okay, uh, fine. We covered that bit. <laughs> How long have you been a fan and why? I hate that you're asking why. He's a fan, okay? <laughs> Does it matter why? Rachel, you misheard me. <laughs> How long have you been a fan, <laughs> and why? Uh, Thirty-three <laughs> years. Well, I was. Uh, my dad first took me to a game, so I always go. I used to go to the games uh, with my dad, obviously from Bushy, it's around the corner. Ever since then, really, and uh, we're sort of family fit. So one, my, my best mate, we used to go with him and his dad. Uh, was growing up, and yeah, so lo and behold, this is true. I heard that you were a mascot. At yeah, one of the, is it, I, 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 also, I also did a penalty shootout on the. Uh, you know those half-time penalty <laughs> yeah, yeah, shootouts. I love that. Oh yeah. How did you get on? Uh, so the penalty shoot I scored mascot I was rubbish at we lost 3-0 so. were you against the mascot in the penalty or who, no, you no that was, they were two separate two separate occurrences yeah. <laughs> no but you know when you take a penalty at half time as well yeah. you don't actually get a Watford keeper so who did you get uh, I was a little kid <laughs> yeah. talk, no wonder you scored <laughs> well I was also a little <laughs> kid right <laughs> so. we cleared that up but also what was quite strange Michael uh, which is true right is that you scored that penalty as a kid but you were a mascot last year weren't you no <laughs> god no <laughs> you know, I, I thought you were, you were a mascot last year <laughs> weren't you? Oh, no, I wish. I'll still do it again. It was great fun. <laughs> OK, uh, but how is it that you're not an Arsenal Spurs fan? Because I would that's what you'd normally expect, right? Living in the area and things like that. Wow, well, not from... I mean, Bushley's just around the corner from Watford. And also, you know, it's not, it's not fun being an Arsenal uh, Arsenal and uh, Tottenham fan, is it? I mean, like, it's great being a Watford fan, you know, supporting in the lower leagues, coming up through the ranks. It's brilliant. 
And were you at the semi-final? I want to know. So I was, I was working, oh. but I managed to nip out to the pub, and I was the only person watching the game, the only Watford fan, and I was going mental. By the end of it, I had everyone in the pub watching it. With Hang me. on, you managed to nip out yeah, to the yeah, pub yeah. to watch a ninety-minute football match. Yeah, yeah, I had got. I got That's I got, not nipping out. <laughs> That's like going home. Well, I got the staff to cover me, so I just I ran across the road. All my mates were there. Everyone was there, but yeah, fortunately, I love but, that. But <laughs> couldn't, couldn't smooth work around. And uh, so you went to the well. You didn't go to semi-final. You watched it kind of via work at work in a pub yeah, um, the yeah. final have you got tickets <laughs> uh, for the final yes absolutely yeah yeah, for sure 100% can't wait how do you feel as a fan is it an amazing feeling that you're in the final oh, it's incredible absolutely it's mind blowing you know when that when that, then that final whistle blew against Wolves it was incredible you know it was just you know, a bit, I never thought and, you know, as a Watford fan growing up, seeing us play in League Two, you know, getting relegated, being a mediocre team, to now be in the FA Cup final, it's amazing, it's incredible. Just hold that thought about being in the final, because you've got a ticket, but I think you've um, failed to tell us what you're missing to go to that final. Something quite uh, important, isn't it? Wow, it's not that important. I think um, it is. It, no, on, it's, uh, it's my nephew's christening that I'm missing. But, no uh, big deal then. Once in a lifetime, that is. Wow, it's, you know, it's... Oh, I mean, mate, I would miss that in a heartbeat. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> There's not even a conversation to be had, right? You're horrible, I mean, just... horrible men. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually told my sister yet, so before this goes out, I better give her a call. So. <laughs> yeah. So I was just going to say, how are they, are they feeling? But they don't know. No, well, my mum knows and she's, uh, she's okay. Well, she just has to put up with it, I guess, but... <laughs> But interesting enough, Michael, this is, you know, this is Watford's second appearance in the final, but you're sure. probably too young to remember the yeah, first yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I am. What is the atmosphere around Watford? Are people excited? Are they it's, nervous? What is it like? The town is just, is completely, you, you walk around town, everyone's wearing Watford shirts now, you know, they're, they're putting bunting up for the final, all pubs are putting on big displays with them, barbecues, everything, it's, it's, it's going to be a whole day, which is incredible, it's great, you know, it's kind of a win or lose, it's a party, it's kind of like our day. If they, if they win... Are you going to go back to the christening and celebrate? No, I mean, either or I'm not going back to that christening. You know, it's like, you, know, you, you start it off with the lads down the pub, you know, having a few pints, uh, enjoy the game, and when you know, win or lose, you, you go back and, and continue. But right? surely if you lose, you can go and drown your sorrows at a christening. There'll be no, booze there. No, you celebrate the, the occasion and, and, and being part of it. Mm, I hope you've got a present. So this is the best thing to happen to Watford for 121 years. Uh, well, since the last FA Cup final, right? No, no, no. This is the best thing to happen to Watford for 121 <laughs> years. If, if we win, yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. It's incredible, yeah, absolutely amazing. But no, how big a deal are you and your fans and your friends who support Watford thinking it is? We never thought we'd be in this situation. Never thought we'd go to an FA Cup final as you know, as a, as a Watford fan, you know, supporting our, our beloved team. Do you think you're going in as the underdog? Uh, yes, for sure. But I don't think we're we're as as big of an underdog as perhaps Hull was when they went in against Arsenal or Wigan when they went in against Man City. Hang on, Rick, did you ask, do you think they're going in as an underdog? And he said he was. <laughs> Wait, you just asked if Watford were an underdog to Manchester City. <laughs> do you know how well they've been playing this season? Okay, fair enough. Okay, I want to ask you something, Michael, as well. Do you remember Elton John crying during Abide With Me? Uh, I've seen, obviously, the uh, footage, but um, I wasn't obviously I wasn't alive then to, to have seen that. But the footage is pretty amazing. The footage is great, yeah, footage. Awesome. And really and that just really personifies what uh, these kind of moments mean to Watford. We're not a fashionable club, you know. It's 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 almost fashionable to support your Arsenal, your Tottenham's, your your Liverpool's, your United. You know, supporting your homegrown team. It's you know, that's not what it's not the norm these days, really. I said you were going in as an underdog, but I guess you're going to take maybe some hope, I guess, from like when Wigan 
beat Man sure. City. Yeah. You know, do you look at games like that and go, okay, if they could do it, and then they got relegated, we can do it, and we're playing well. We're doing well in the league this year. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, we're having a phenomenal season, an amazing season. We're in a, we're a better team than what Wigan were when they went into that that game. So you know, why not? Yeah, we are massive underdogs, but. You've got to believe, right? And you've got to dream. And, you know, and it's not it's not beyond the realms of possibility. We've got to stop there for one second because we have Natalie Pike, radio and TV presenter, who is our Man City super fan, on the line. Natalie, how are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. How are you all? Yeah, we're all good. Thanks for coming on. We've got Michael in the studio, who is a Watford fan. You don't just support City. You're a presenter for Manchester City FC. Tell us a little bit about that. So I present City Square which is an amazing match day experience, a match day programme that the club puts on for every home game. And we have a big stage outside and we have outside bars and we have outside food places. And we do like celebrity guests and bands. We do giveaways. We talk about the game. We analyse the game. We you know, do the team sheet read. Um, so, yeah, it's brilliant. It takes up place two hours before the game, every single home game um, at the Etihad. I bet you speak to a lot of fans as well when you're doing that job and let's just hear your thoughts of what they've probably been saying in the build-up to the FA Cup are they really confident yeah do you know what I think most City fans are confident but not arrogant you know we're not Liverpool fans we know that we're good you know we know that when we play the best football that we can we know how amazing we are but we also still remember the days where we were totally rubbish and not that long ago we were in an FA Cup final when we played Wigan and we got beaten by them and I was there and I cried and so we are confident because we know that we're the best team in the country on our day but we're certainly not arrogant and we certainly don't think it's in the bag we were just mentioning that actually uh, when Wigan obviously won and then got relegated and we were just chatting to Michael a little bit about that and you know he was kind of I guess taking a little hope from that moment from the Wigan fans Um, but Natalie are you working the final as well? No, I'm not. I'm not working the final. I'm just going purely as a fan. Yeah, me and my husband are going for the weekend. The baby is staying at home. So hopefully it'll be a nice proper celebratory weekend. <laughs> so, so I guess you're a couple then who really make a day out, a day trip, a weekend trip of an FA Cup final. Definitely. I mean, it's really special. I mean, I, I'm lucky enough that I have been to Wembley quite a lot of times, you know, in the last sort of eight or nine years. We've won the League Cup four times. We've already won the FA Cup and we got to another FA Cup final. Um, and then obviously there's the semi-finals that are at the FA Cup as well. So I, I've been to Wembley a lot, but there's just something a bit different about an FA Cup final. You know, it's it's the first trophy that we won of the modern era. The first trophy I ever saw us win was the FA Cup. So it'll always have special memories for us and yeah we live in north wales so we're going to come down to the big city for the weekend and make a full weekend of it but natalie also it's surprising to say that in this millennium city have only won the FA Cup once beating stoke as you said in 2011 not very memorable okay for a neutral but what do you remember of that day how amazing was it for you Oh, it was hugely special. It was, um, as I say, the first trophy that we'd won in the modern era, the first trophy that I had ever, ever seen us win. Um, Up until that point in my life, we'd never really won or achieved anything. Um, The biggest game up until that point was the 99 um, playoff final that we won where we were in Division 2 that took us into, into the championship. To be at Wembley and to win and to win a real trophy... For the first time, it was, you know, it was absolutely amazing. And I think that's part of the reason why we love the FA Cup so much. 
Do you know what, Natalie? Though some say City are the best team to ever play in this country. Okay, you must have to pinch yourself sometimes to think this is your team. Oh yeah, pinch ourselves constantly. I mean, I I bought a season ticket at City for twenty one years, so I got my season ticket in nineteen ninety eight when we were in Division Two, and we were rubbish. And then、um, so I, I'd seen us get relegated, get to Division Two. Then I got a season ticket, and then we had、um, you know a year in the Championship. We were incredible, promoted, and then we got relegated, promoted, and then we sort of ling- you know lingered. In the Premier League, you know the sort of mid-table-ish. So to now be playing the standard of football that we are, with the world's greatest manager, arguably the greatest manager ever to, to be in football, with some of the world's best players, oh, it, yeah, pinch ourselves every game. We have opposite experiences right now, Natalie, because I'm a Forest fan. So we had、oh. the wonderful times when I wasn't even alive. She loves to talk about that. <laughs> She really. Oh, you know, we won the European Cup twice, Jamie. <laughs> Do you know what, Natalie? I'm going to ask you a quick question as well.、Um, this is the accumulation of an incredible season with the first ever domestic treble up for grabs. Does that make the cup final even more special? I really think it does. To win all of the trophies that, that were available to us in this country in one year would be absolutely, you know, phenomenal, and it really would just top off what, what's been, you know, really special season. So I'm just going to introduce back、uh, the Watford superfan Michael to you, Natalie, who's been sitting here listening to what you have to say about that final. And、uh, how much, Michael, would you like to upset City's chances of that treble? Ah,、oh, we'd love to. It'd be amazing. It'd be incredible. But、uh, you know. Yeah, fingers crossed. Soaking the fire now,、Absolutely. guys. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to ask you two now, Natalie. First, what do you think the score is going to be? I, I, I think we'll, I think we'll, you know, most likely solidly win the game, but I don't think it'll be anything crazy. So I'll probably just sort of say two nil. Michael has a raised eyebrow at your <laughs> solidly crazy, not crazy, win the game. <laughs> Michael, what do you think the score is going to be?、Uh, I'm going for a very optimistic three-one to the Horns. Really? Yeah, wow! It,、right? <laughs> wow! But you lost. But then you've lost twice in the league then this year. How can you be so optimistic? Well, the、uh, I mean, the, the second game, terrible offside decision. You know, we got VAR back in the game, so that you know that's always great. So you, you never know. And it's like a home game, as I said, Wembley, just round the corner. Yeah, but Man City played the same time, Tay Natalie. <laughs> It's like a second home, yeah, right? Basically, our second stadium. We've been that many times. I also like the fact that Natalie, you were so pleasant. You went, you know, I think we might win. I don't know, <laughs> Michael, straight out. Yeah, it's going to be three-one.、Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. Good luck to the both of you, Natalie, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio, Natalie. Good luck, Michael. Even better luck. Cheers, thank you.、Uh, thank you so much to our super fans. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Uh, my favourite part of the show.、Uh, we have Dale and Alex back in the studio. Boys, are you ready for this? Bring it on! Come on! Oh yes. Okay, voice. Are you ready? I am ready, Jamie. How are you? Here we go, Rachel. I was going to say, I'm also ready over here. Don't forget me. <laughs> it's time for the quiz. Yes, it's the head in the game quiz. Alex, Dale, Rachel, and Jamie, are you ready? Ready. Oh, you're not as ready、oh, as you、yeah. think you、ready. are, my friend. Question number one: Multiple choice. Alex first. In the first two FA Cup finals after World War Two, two events occurred which had never happened before or since. A. The match had to be stopped for bad weather. B. The ball burst. C. The referee had to be substituted due to injury. D. It was free entry. Oh, that's tough. He didn't tell me it was going to be this tough. I'm going to go for. Ball burst is correct. Get in. Good start. <laughs> <laughs> no luck in that at all. I knew. I just wanted to build、uh, suspense. Question to Dale. 
Which club has held the trophy for the longest period? A. Arsenal B. Portsmouth C. Manchester United D. Bolton Wanderers I'm going to go for C here. Manchester United? No, Portsmouth. Well, it was B, but I'll let you know. <laughs> you are correct. Portsmouth were the last team to win the cup before World War II, and the competition was postponed for seven years. Well done, Dale. Rachel, I think this is going to be an easy one now. Oh, really? Which club holds the unique distinction of winning the cup and being relegated in the same season? I think we know now. A. Wigan, B. Sunderland, C. Middlesbrough, D. Spurs. Yes, Wigan. come on, play it properly. Wigan. That yes. is an absolute gimme. Yeah. Oh, oh, I do not the steward's inquiry. I'm, I'm, I'm not having this. It's just the luck of the draw, oh, fellows. Uh, okay. Scandal. Jamie, uh, no cheating this week, thank you. Which of these football legends never played in a cup final? A. Peter Shilton. B. George Best. C. Bobby Charlton. D. Kevin Keegan. I get the hardest one. I'm going to go for D. Which is? Not Peter Shelton. Kevin Keegan. <laughs> Kevin P- Keegan. Peter Shelton. Yes. <laughs> yes. D, Kevin Keegan. Kevin Keegan. Is incorrect. It was B, George Best. I was going to go for Best, but I yes. thought it couldn't be. Never mind. True or false? Round two. Alex first. A, a non-league team has won the FA Cup. True or false? Oh, true. It is true. Any idea who it might be? Tottenham Hotspur. Very good. That but was no Dale. bonus points for Dale. Well, sorry, yeah. sorry. Uh, Did you yeah? over there? Was there I was going to say that. that. That was very rude of me, I've got to say. Very impressive. In 1901, before they were a league team. With Kevin Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter Shelton. <laughs> Dale. B. In the 1956 FA Cup final, Bert Troutman, Manchester City's goalkeeper, broke his arm but carried on playing. True or false? That's false. It wasn't his arm, was it? It was his neck. Uh, sorry, who's playing this game? <laughs> Double team. Dale. Why just going to answer yes. this question? Then the ESPN yeah. dream team over yes, here. Yes, I know. We're going to give you that one, Dale. You I said false. I, I said false. Oh, I yes, correct. I could give the answer, somebody it, rudely jumped yes, it, in. Yes, it was. It was your I'll colleague. Elaborate. It was his neck. Rachel. Wigan's song for the 2013 final featured manager Roberto Martinez playing the Maracas. True or False. False. It is false, although I bet he could. D. Jamie. A non-English team has won the FA Cup. True or false? It's got to be... F- it's a trick question. True. Damn you. Yes, <laughs> it is. yes Jamie. Any idea, that. boys? Cardiff. Yeah. Cardiff City in 1927. My goodness, it's very, very close. Quick fire round. Hurry up now. FA Cup final winner or loser? Alex, Crystal Palace. Come on. Well, loser. Correct, loser. Dale, Barnsley. Winner. Yes, in 1911. Uh, Rachel, Leicester. Winner. Loser four times a record. Jamie, Nottingham Forest. Loser. Yes. (laughs) And uh, we all know who remembers that. It was when Gaza was injured and lost to Spurs in 1991. Well, I've got to tell you, folks, it's extra time because it's a draw between everyone. Yes. He, He pretended. So, FA Cup final referee or screen villain? Alex, Sergar Bastard. Uh, uh, referee. Yes, the 1878 final. Dale, Morgan Le Fay. Gotta be a villain. A female villain from Doctor Strange. Rachel, Tom Crew. <laughs> Do you know what the game is? Yes. <laughs> Have you forgotten? I was going to say Avenger. No, I wasn't. Um, what did I say? Refer- FA Cup final referee or referee. screen villain. 
Yes, a referee in the 1930 final. And finally, this could be the clincher, Alfie Bond, Jamie. Oh, Alfie Bond was an incredible referee in the 1922 FA Cup final. Officiated in the 1956 final in which Troutman broke his neck. <laughs> and the winner, or should I say winners, are... Alex and Dale from ESPN. Oh. Congratulations. Oh. Never in doubt. Reputation intact. Where's that trophy? Exactly. The rest of you leave with nothing. I don't like it. There was a bit of teamwork over there, though. Jamie and I just, you know, do it on our own. And we still... If we'd have lost that, I'd have been Don't fuming. be too bad. I'd have been so... I'd have been so fuming. Goodbye, everyone. So that's about all for this week. Uh, please subscribe for free and give us a review too. Join us next week when we really start to kick off the summer. It's all about the clay. We will focus on the French Open. Uh, now, at the end of the show, Rachel and I normally sign off together. However, because it is the FA Cup final and I feel I would like us all to do this together in unison. Alex, Dale, are you ready for this? Ready. Yes, absolutely. Here we go. Until then, keep your head in the game. Felt good. ESPN, head in the game.